Hello everybody, it's Manoli here with another Manoli's Muses. Manoli's Musings, people. Do do. Um, yeah. It is, it is morning. It is the morning here. Usually I record these late at night, but I've been falling asleep lately because I've been, I've been working, working like a dog. Um, I've been tired. I've been pretty tired. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so what's going on? How is everything? Everything okay? I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try not to, try to keep it quiet here because I'm trying not to wake up the whole household. I got this big voice, this loud voice that carries, carries, and I, I'd rather not, I'd rather not cause a ruckus. But, um, I'm still gonna talk to you. I'll probably end up getting loud anyway, just because, you know, me, I get worked up about things, and I just start, it gets louder and louder. Um, but yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about my, uh, your Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's talk about them. Um, so, we won 11 straight, swept the Giants, swept the Padres, swept the Twins, and now we're moving on to the Royals. We won. We took the first game against them. Let's keep it going, people. We won eleven straight, which is ridiculous. Let's make it. Let's make it twelve straight. Let's make it thirteen straight. Let's just make it the rest of the season. How about we just don't lose a game? That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. I saw a statistic. We're like, I don't know. Since uh, I don't know, we're, we've we've done. We've really taken off. And it's it's been great. I I love watching my Dodgers. You know, you know people are like, well, that's boring when one team just steamrolls. It's not boring for me. It's my team. I could watch a win, and they I could watch a win a hundred different ways. I'll never get bored. And then we have to talk about, you know, the greatest trade ever in existence, the Juan Soto trade that the Padres did, and they were going to stand up to us, and they were going to. This was their, they were going to turn around, and this was how they were going to compete with us. They got Juan Soto, and Josh Bell, and that other guy that I keep forgetting. was it? I don't know. And they were, they were ready to stand toe-to-toe with the big boys. And then we played them in a three-game series, and they, we swept them. They, they didn't win a single game. They, <laughs> they scored one earned run in the entire series. One out of three games, out of out of twenty seven innings, they scored one earned run. That is abysmal. That's embarrassing. That's why I call them the San Diego Pathetics. But then they said, "You know what? We we can stand up to y'all. We can be as good as y'all. You just wait till Fernando Tatis gets back and look at look what happened." <gasps> What happened? Fernando Tatis, uh, he's not coming back, people, because he's got an 80-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, oh, he was juicing. Oh, well, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, really. Uh, what a sweet, humble, humble man to have to get caught for that. Oh, what a what a tragedy. Oh, the poor Padres. What what are they gonna do now? They're 16 games back. They're still on the hunt for the wild card spot. Well, good for you. Good for you, people. <laughs> they they want to be us so bad. They want to be us so bad that they had to make a trade that just basically destroyed their whole 
their whole future to try to compete with us. And then their their main star, he's he's you know he's he's taken the he's taken the easy route there. Um, his excuse, by the way, was that he was taking treatment for a ringworm, and he it just happened to have this uh, this substance. So, you know, it was it was his mistake. It, it was he didn't do it on purpose, but he just also happened to know why exactly that he had it. And, uh, yeah, so let's, I think we should believe him. Do you think we should believe him? You know, I, he didn't mean to take, he didn't mean to juice, he didn't mean to take PEDs. So, yeah, I think, I think, Tetis, I think we should believe you. It was your mistake, right? That sounds reasonable. Hey, <laughs> right, let me, let me get a sip of water here. It's early in the morning. My throat's still dry. It's Charleston weather, people. You know, we're much more humid here than most places. Have I talked about this? And every genius will tell you that. It's not the heat that gets you. It's the humidity. It's like, wow, thank you very much for that revealing statement. I never thought of that before. Never in my life. That's why That's why it could be 88 degrees. We have a heat index of 107. Um... <laughs> It keeps raining, storming every day. Yesterday, it was 3.30. I looked out the window. It looked like the templates of Egypt out there. It was all dark. It looked like, it was like the sky was about to open up and hail and locusts were going to come down and ravage our city. I was like, well, I guess this is it for me. This is <laughs> this is how it goes. No, and it, it was thundering and lightning and all this stuff and there's been water spouts recently. This the water. The weather's been going crazy here in Charleston, South Carolina. It's been nuts. Let's see what what else do I want to talk about? Yeah, so Dodgers eleven straight. Let's keep it going, people. I love watching my Dodgers. Hey, how about this, Joey Gallo? We traded for Joey Gallo. Everybody, everybody scoffed. They said, "What was the point of that? This guy sucks." Yeah, one good game. I have to give him that. Yeah, one good game. Max Muncy's doing better. He's he's turning around. So Cody Bellinger's doing a little bit better. You know, we might be you know, some of our guys have been struggling, they might be might be turning a new leaf here. A little momentum going now. Eleven game win win streak. Let's keep it going, people. Let's just let's just pave a pave a bloody path all the way to the World Series and then let's let's win. It has been it's been two years too too long. Before that, it had been, what, 30 years, 32 years since we had won the World Series. Long before I was alive, by the way. I know I, I sometimes people say I'm an old man. Why is that? Why am I an old man? They say, you know, Manoli, you're just an old man in a young man's body. I'm like, thanks. Thanks a lot. It's like uh, I left this comment on this Elvis video. And I said, I, I said, I truly believe that Elvis is worth every other quote great singer today put together and people are like that's preposterous you're blind you're buying nostalgia how could you say such a thing I'm like I'm 20 what nostalgia I'm 22 years old I, I recognize when people are great I recognize greatness when I see it Elvis baby I mean come on you can't who today has the, the talent the appeal the personality 
the stage presence that Elvis has today. Nobody does. Nobody has it. Nobody can sing like that today. I don't think so. You know, I'm not saying that the people today are worthless. I'm just saying they ain't Elvis. That's preposterous. The people get so mad. It's like, okay, first of all, I left this comment on an Elvis video. So if you disagree, if you think that Elvis is not so good, why are you even here? Why, why are you here? Why are you watching the same video as me? You're, you, you, these old people, they think they can't get over the good old days. That's what people say to me. I'm like, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm 22. Yeah, uh, these are my good old days, and I still recognize Elvis's greatness. So, um, yeah, so just stop assuming that everyone who disagrees with you is some boomer or old or something, because it's not the truth. It just isn't. Actually, I think that's rather, uh, I think it's rather ignorant of you. I think you're being... I think it's a little bit prejudiced to assume that everyone who disagrees with you is old. And what, what if they were old? So what? So what if they were a boomer? So what? They can't have an opinion? That's ridiculous. It's like, it's like go, go outside, please. I mean, really, people. Enough, okay? Enough. What the hell? Is that the air conditioner? It sounds like, sounds like a, sounds like a, overpowered vacuum cleaner that's turned on over my head. Um, <clears throat> oh, goodness. Yeah, so that happened. Also, I've been trying to find a... I've, been, I've decided that the addition of the Iliad and the Odyssey that I have at home sucks. Um, first of all, it's written in all that Dost Thou uh, language. Ye and uh, what you call it. I don't know, that word, words that I, I that I can understand, but I really don't feel like having to go through the mental process of converting them into language I can understand when I don't have to. I mean, it's not like it's Shakespeare. It's a translation. So if I could find a little bit updated language, and also it's in prose, which I can't abide, because why would I read epic poetry in, in prose? That don't make any sense to me. It's like, would you read a Shakespearean sonnet in in prose, I don't, I don't think so. So yeah, if anyone has any recommendations of a good translation of the Iliad and the Odyssey, that's somewhat comprehensible, and and you know has line breaks in the meter and all that stuff, please send it my way, because I, I've, it's been, I think I read it back in high school. I haven't read it since, so just send it my way. I want to read it again. And, uh, yeah, so, and you know what, I, I think I've, I, I, this is something else that's been bothering me. Why do so many people have to doubt that Homer was a real person? They're saying, well, there's little evidence to suggest that Homer even actually existed. There's a debate here that it was just a local collection of stories that, that kind of came together, and yeah, it was just an oral tradition that was passed on. You know what, people? I've had it, okay? Why you always gotta poke holes? Why can't Homer have existed? Why not? Why not? He was, they say he was a blind poet from Cardamila and Hios. So you're trying to say he doesn't exist? You don't do that for anyone else? I never heard anybody else had their existence disputed. I don't see you doing the same about, I don't know, about Virgil, about, uh, yeah, I know he's much later. Or I don't see you doing the same about, I don't know. 
They say Hammurabi's code, but what if he did? What if he didn't exist? You know, what if? Uh, yeah, they, no, nobody else. They don't. They don't treat anybody else like this but home. And why? What for? Well, there, one person couldn't have wrote all that. It's, just, it's preposterous to suggest that. It's like, yeah, maybe for your small brain, maybe for your can't-do attitude, why don't you turn yourself around and make something of yourself, and then you could be like Homer, too. He remembered thousands of years later. Well, we believe that it was a group of people that came together. I don't care what you believe, okay? I don't care what the oral tradition was. I understand that these stories were passed down through speaking at first, and then they were written down later. But, you know, they could have been written down earlier than what we know. You don't know that there wasn't an earlier copy of the Iliad and the Odyssey. You just haven't found it yet. And I think it's the... The lack of evidence does not mean it's a lack of existence, okay, people? So, yeah, I've had it. Why you always got to poke holes? Why you got to dedicate your whole life to trying to discredit one man, a blind man who wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey, who came up with the idea, at least. I'm not saying that there hasn't been embellishments as time went on. But at the same point, why did everybody credit to this guy? Why, would, why didn't somebody else want to take the credit? Because he did it. Homer did it. It was the, I don't care what the, what, what you believe. I don't care what the lack of evidence is. I don't care what the tradition was. I don't care what you have to say about the subject. Homer was real. And in this house, Homer is a hero. Okay. From heels. End of story. Homer is the man. Okay. And I've, it, no, all you, you, you so-called experts, these pundits, these historians, they always, all they got to do is poke holes. Well, I'll tell you what, in 3,500 years, who's going to remember that you existed? They're going to find a piece of paper that said Homer was a fraud, and they're going to say, who's this guy? I don't know who he is. There's no other, nobody else talks about him because he's just over there researching away on his own, just saying, I don't know. It's like, okay, 3,500 years from now, anybody going to remember you? I don't think so. Homer's remembered. Why would it, why would why wouldn't he be remembered? Because he, he did something great. One of the greatest works of art ever invented. He, he at least came up with the idea. At least. It came from Homer. I'm just saying, people. You know, it's this can't do attitude. There's no way somebody could do that. Well, maybe, maybe if you would just put a little more effort into creating your own your own art, and maybe you would believe too. Maybe for you, it would be impossible. But for a genius like Homer, it is possible. All things are possible. You just got to put your mind to it, okay? And then Virgil, the Roman poet, that tried to make a sequel to the Iliad. Are you out of your mind? It was just propaganda. He was saying that, he was saying that, oh, Aeneas was descended from Troy, and then he went on to found Rome, which got ultimate revenge on the Greeks. It's a, this is a bunch of propaganda, BS, trying to feel good, Roman nonsense, trying to appease Augustus. Enough. It's a it's ridiculous that it's even considered on the same same planet as Homer. Okay, it's not good. It's a bunch of propaganda. It's a bunch of fantasy. Yeah, I understand the whole thing is fantasy, but this is just really, I mean, I mean, come on, it's beyond the pale. Why you got to piggyback on the works of a genius to try to introduce your own, you got to try to twist the story to your own, your own, uh, your own devices there. 
Yeah. Okay. It's the Iliad and the Odyssey. Don't read the other one. The 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 spinoff that that Virgil decided to invent. Enough. Okay. Between him and these so-called pundits, these historians, these experts, these these Doctor So and Sos, I've had it. Homer was a genius. Okay. The genius, genius Greek brain, as Mister Panos says. Um, genius. Genius, genius, genius. Um, um, yeah. Uh, okay, guys, my fellow, my fellow men, my fellow boys, what, what's going on? What, what is going on in the bathrooms? I didn't think I would have to bring it up on the show, but I think I will. Um, the other day, I, w- I went into a restroom to... Well, to use it, and uh, I hear in the stall, this man is watching a full-blown, I don't know, he's watching something. Just full blast, his phone's on, I don't know, watching Wheel of Fortune or something. I hear it going, I'm like, seriously? Like, you're in a public place, this isn't your home. This is not your home, why are you blasting that for all to hear in the freaking bathroom? It's like, have you no shame at all, people? Where has the shame gone and the embarrassment? We need to bring back, We, I don't know, we just, people need to be humbled a bit. I don't want to hear you watching, watching whatever it is that you're watching in there. Why you got to blast that for all to hear? It's like, it's, it's just a bad image. I'm like, what, seriously, people? And then, and then what, what is the deal? I mean, are we okay? Why is it that, some people, they go up to the urinal and they go, oh, whenever they start going, it's like, okay, I mean, do you have an issue, sir? They're like, they like have the hand against the wall. They're leaning. It's like, it's like, do I need to call the freaking medic in here to have you checked out? Like, what the, what is going on? Why do I, why do I have to be involved in your whole bathroom experience? I got to listen to you. Oh, you're leaning against the wall. It's, it's freaking disgusting. Okay. Yes, that's ladies. These are the things that go on in the men's room. I, I know, I, I know we try to keep this stuff a secret, but I, I have to, I have to shame some of my fellow men in here. Y'all, enough. Okay. Go in there, do your business and get out. Don't sit there watching the Brady Bunch or, or moan and groan and oh, or you hear all kinds of stuff and it's really people people have no shame. But then again, I, my mother told me some stories about the ladies' room that, that sound really disgusting. She said that one time we were at Disney, she was looking there was a line for the ladies' room and she was coming out and some woman walked in there double fisted with turkey legs. I mean, what, what, that's disgusting. I mean, watching your phone in the stall is one thing, but eating in the stall, what are you going to do with the double-fisted? Just, I don't even want to imagine the things that go on in there. I've heard some stories, and I think I've purged the rest of them from my mind, but I can't get rid of Turkey Lake Woman at Disney World. I just can't do it. Me and my friend, we always we keep making fun of these so-called Disney adults. Um, that go to the parks and they, they're like weirdly obsessed with Disney World. It's like, oh, that's, that's 
nice extra thing, and they get like tattoos of the characters, and you know, at Disney, you're not allowed to dress in costume because you know they have people for that, but they pay, so they do. But they what they call is a Disney bound, and they they like emulate a certain character by like the colors that they wear, this stuff. So it's it's just it's an interesting subculture, you know. I yeah, I guess there's worse things to be be interested in, but it, it's a lot. And some people want to live at Disney, and they they uh they buy multi million dollar homes that have freaking Mickey Mouse all over them. It's like, <laughs> it's like why would you do that? But hey, you know whatever whatever floats your boat. If you want to bow down to the mouse, I guess I can't stop you. I can't stop you, people. Um. Yeah, so we're always going back and forth with the Disney adults. Um, so I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I can't dissect this. Just they, they exist and they, that is the thing. Um, yeah, what else do I want to talk about? I'm a, I went a little faster. Why you gotta, why you gotta fill up a half an hour? I don't know. Force of habit. It's a force of habit, people. What do you want me to say? I got nothing to do. I got nothing better to do. Nothing at all. Um. Yeah. What 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 am I gonna do here? I'm trying to I'm trying to think what else is going on. Oh, last week. Well, my parents are back, by the way. So I think I think last time I had the episode, they were still gone. And I had the house to myself, but everyone's back now. And, um, but last week, my aunt, my Thea Tony, she said she was making me dinner. She was making me all Greek stuff. I had, what, did, what all did I have? I had Kepteres. I had Bastizio. I had Spanakopita. I had, um, Juvetsi. It was delicious. I mean, it was really good. It's the first real Greek food I've had since I was in Greece, believe it or not. You just can't get it. You can't get it anywhere in South Carolina. It's just impossible. We could have decent Greek. I don't know why. I don't know why we can't we can't replicate it, but it's just I don't know. So she can make the stuff, man. And I thank her for that. I thank her for helping me out. She was watching a Astro Heart Dog while, while I was at work and my parents were gone, so I appreciate that as well. She make a dinner. She's a good lady, so thank you, Thea Tony, if you're listening to this. Uh, thank you very much. That's that's all I got to say. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I've been watching videos of Elvis too, and there's this one. It's very amusing. It's called Poke Salad Annie. He's doing his dance. It's from the '70s, so it's when he's uh, he's like. Big time Elvis with the big band behind him, the orchestra rather, and he's doing all kinds of dancing and stuff. And you can just go watch it. That's what I recommend for you. And that's what I recommend. Is that, would you take some advice from from me? I think I know a few things by this age. You know, I'm 22. I'm not saying I'm saying like I, I'm not saying I'm a genius like Homer who existed, but uh, I am saying that I got some knowledge. You know, some of the I think some of the Greek philosophy passed itself down to me. I, I think I might be the, the 21st century Greek philosopher, maybe, perhaps, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that I'm a total idiot half the time, so, 
you know, take it with a grain of salt. I'd, I'd say it's about 50-50, you know, good stuff that comes out versus idiocy that comes out. So, you know, pick, pick the stuff that sounds good to you. Maybe it's 60-40. I don't know which way, but maybe it's 60-40. So, yeah. Um, otherwise, I, I think I'm done here. So, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, share it, tell your friends, tell your, tell your family. Tell everyone you know. Come on, people. Help me out here. Spread the word. But, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm, my numbers are pretty good. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. More people listen to it than I ever thought would. So I guess I can't complain. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, people, that's going to do it for me. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I hope you have a great weekend. And I, I will see you next time. So, adios.